So good morning once again. Happy Independence Day weekend, right? Tomorrow's the big day, but this is the weekend we celebrate it. I want to welcome everybody at Golden City right now. And if you guys don't know, today is a special day for many reasons. But today marks one year that we have been at Golden City. So let's give the Lord praise. That's good. Now... For the most part, they have been seeing what we see uh, broadcasted live on two televisions on both sides of their sanctuary. Sometimes uh, that doesn't always happen. As I'm sure the, the people of Golden City are giving me a, yeah, that's no, that's no joke right there. Because it gets awkward whenever you're expecting something on the TV and it doesn't happen. And you just kind of sit there. I've been over there. It gets awkward. But we are blessed with a man named Pastor Jim and his wife, Suzanne. And he is over there. And any time that our, our system goes down or something happens, I send him a text saying, it's all you, buddy. Sorry. And he's always on the spot. And he's always got a, a word for them over there. So uh, thank you guys for being here. It also marks today is a very special day as well. As you guys know that we have... Uh, been a part of Carthage congregation for uh, over 10 years now. But today marks a special day because today is the first time that both English and Hispanic speakings can come together for one main morning service. This is a big deal. It doesn't just happen. If, If it was easy, everybody would do it, right? But this is a big deal because no matter What language is primary in the household? They can come to one service as one body coming together. We are blessed with a a great interpreter who hears what the speaker is saying, whether that's in Spanish or English. Okay, she is is capable of, of transmitting both ways or translating both ways. And then whoever is the lesser, so say there was uh more. English than Spanish. She would translate into Spanish and they would have a little earpiece and she has a little microphone and they hear right behind. And and it's amazing how God can use that. But if it's just the opposite, if it's more Spanish, she will hear it in Spanish and speak it in English and the English will be wearing the headpieces. But the neat thing about that is we, and, and you guys probably can name names just like that. In our church, we have many uh, multi-language families and the, the younger ones as they go and, and grow up in, in the States, they, they're fluent in English, but their parents or their grandma may not be. And I know if I was somewhere where I was not speaking the, the primary language, I would want to hear it in my language so I could get the depths of it, right? So it's a big deal. This is, this is history in the making right now. That service has just begun just like we have about 24 minutes ago. So it's a big deal. One year apart, we got Golden City going and now uh, making that leap forward in Carthage as well. But you guys know what this weekend is, right? 200 and I think, if I did my math right, 246 years ago, there's a group of men sitting in a room. They've been fighting a war already. They got kind of sick of being told what to do. So they put together the Declaration of Independence. Now, it, I learned something. I took history in school, but I forgot. Okay, so I did some studying and I learned. And, and these 13 colonies, they came together. And it was not only uh, saying, hey, 
were sick of you. It was a declaration of why. They went into detail of all the things they thought Mr. King was doing wrong. And they spelled it out for him. And then at the end they said, and this is what we're going to do about it. It's amazing. It's respectful. It makes me proud to be an American. It makes me proud of the heritage that we have saying, no, we're going to stand up for what's right. And so that's what I want us to do right now. If you guys would stand with me, we're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance right here. It's going to be up on your screen if you don't know it. If you, I'm, I'm here to laugh because we all know it, right? But I'm going to get to that in a second. So if you would stand, if you don't know, you need to cross your heart out of respect. You face the flag and join me, please. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Stay standing. In the same respect, we're going to say the Christian pledge. It's going to be up on your screen as well. Now, don't feel bad. This is, remember, there's no condemnation in Christ. Okay? So don't feel bad if you don't know it. Because technically, there's two of them out there. I had to look it up. I didn't know which one was the right one, so I had to do some history lessons on it. So it's going to be on the screen as well. But please join me. I, see, don't feel bad. I, I got it here too. Okay? I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. Now we got one more. It's the Bible. Don't feel bad if you don't know it. It's okay. We're going to learn it together. Join with me again. I pledge allegiance to the Bible. God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen. You guys can go ahead and sit down. Let's pray. Father God, we welcome your presence here today. Holy Spirit, I ask that you move amongst us. I ask that you come and, and speak through me right now. I ask that you be with each heart that is right here, that, that we are prepared for what you have for us today. And I thank you, and we are in expectation of your presence here. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Did you guys learn something? I did. <laughs> and, and, and truthfully, a lot of, I was going a whole different direction with this message, but the fact that I could not even start to recite either one of those really gave me a check in the spirit. The Holy Spirit kind of gave me a jab saying, hey, where are your priorities? So you guys probably know, if you don't know me, we, we have some guests. And if, if you haven't already, there's a place for you guests to fill out a little form. And you can turn it in or throw it in the offering plate. But if you don't know, uh, before I was uh, on staff here as a pastor, I was in the military. And I know we have some men and women in this congregation that have served. I'm not going to make you stand up because sometimes that gets awkward. But thank you, right? You guys know. Sometimes it gets awkward. So thank you. Thank you. But I remember that was me. That was my identity. Everything I had was about being a good soldier. I remember coming home from Iraq. I was 19 years old. And I thought I was bulletproof and I could walk through walls. 
Those that knew me, I was a little hard to deal with, okay? I have been humbled. The Lord has humbled me uh, because I didn't stay humbled. I had to be humbled. And the Lord has brought me uh, and molded me and, and, and helped me to be the man I am today. Thank the Lord that, that the prayers and, and not everybody and the Lord didn't give up on me through that process. So I say that to say this. I would challenge anybody that is watching or in here if they were more patriotic than I am. I love my country. I'm proud of my country. I'm proud I served this country. But the check in my spirit I got was, are you just as proud to be a Christian as you are to be an American? I hope so. And I believe that. And that was the challenge I got. So my sermon went a whole different way. And, and last night I was finishing up. And this morning I got up early. And, and what I wanted to talk about today was, you know, we have freedom in America. I want to talk about our freedom in Christ. That sounded good. And uh, I thought that was going to be a, a nice little twist. And it was going to be great. Maybe another day. Today I'm going to give you a recap of what the Lord's been doing in our youth program over the last few weeks. And then I'm going to get into why I wanted to do this today. First of all, I want to brag on God. God is doing some amazing things right here. And if we're not, if you don't know it, I challenge you guys to get more involved so you can be a part of it. Because he's moving in our youth. And he's moving in this church. Amen. Yeah, amen. Yes, okay. So, on May 31st, we launched this year's uh, summer camp, our, our one summer camp that we do every Tuesday. We do a uh, spiritual time. We do a, or first we do a uh, projects of some sort. We do a spiritual time, and then we usually go do evangelism if we have time and, and take them to the pool or something. It's a great time. This year, we have been to Life Choices. If you guys know what that is in Joplin, we helped serve there, did a bunch of cleaning there on their new building. And some of the boys moved gravel. This picture is of, or these two pictures, uh, the uh, Cross Lines in Carthage ministry. Uh, they have a food pantry and everything there and clothing and everything. And, and some of our kids help put canned good bags together. And then we literally, those kids, painted that entire shed all the way around. And uh, they did a, a good job and made it really come to life. Uh, <laughs> some of those that were there knew it was pretty bad shape. And so far, we have worked at this campus. We've done stuff around here. This Tuesday, if you haven't been a part of Tuesday camp, I welcome you. We're going to be here, staying here. We're going to be getting ready for our, our celebration, our, our 4th of July celebration on the 6th. Okay, so everybody's invited Wednesday back here, east side of the building. We're going to have a celebration and games and food and fireworks. It's going to be a good time. And then we've also gone to the, the Carthage campus. And then uh, in between some of these things, Miss Giselle had an overnight camp and then a day camp also. And then on June 14th through the 16th, we had Pastor Kevin Reich here. And this is a picture of our, our youth praise room and, and during praise and worship. And we had a move of the Lord. We had eight either first time or renewal salvations in three days. Let's give the Lord praise. It was awesome. It was powerful. Pastor Kevin, he talked about, first, our identity is in Christ. Second, he talked about filling of the Holy Spirit and gifts of the Spirit. And then third, he talked about how to, fill, or how to go and uh, live the life full of Christ and how to fulfill those, 
that we're called to do. Really, it was amazing. I know for at least one person, they got the filling of the Holy Spirit that, during that revival as well. And it was a praise of the Lord. Then, right after that, that was two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever that was. And then, right after that, we went to Stockton Lake. And, and I personally want to say thank you to all my helpers. Could not have done it. I can't start naming. But I could not have done it without all you guys from, from those that stayed the night, those that went back and forth, those that cooked, those that helped prepare. Thank you guys very much. And this is our, our group of kids we took over to Stockton this year. And and uh, by the way, the new bus did awesome. AC was uh, nice for the first time in the history of Oakton that I can remember that we had AC on a bus. So that was a blessing. And so we went to Stockton this year. And we had two or three speakers in the first uh, night or first day. My lovely wife, Miss Heather, talked about one of the first things that we need is to have the keys. Jesus is the key to our Christian walk and how we need to make sure we have the right keys to do the right job. And that is Jesus in our faith walk. And then that night she preached and she was talked about how being rooted in Christ. The first thing we need to do is to make sure our mind, because our mind is a battlefield, make sure it's ready to go. And she talked about how we need to resist, repent and replace our thoughts with those of Christ. And then that very same night after she sat down, Pastor Kent came and he followed up. Uh, with what was on his heart and he spoke how we need to be rooted in prayer and how we need to be passionate about our prayer lives as we walk in the Lord and that was powerful because right after that he took the phone call it was whenever he went to go pick up his brother and bring him home and the Lord moved because he was willing to give up his time to be there it's powerful and then the, the the second day we had Miss Lauren Compton talk about how a big part of being rooted in Christ was the people that we hang around. The people that we allow to influence us matters. Even the people that we are going to choose to marry someday. It was a powerful little lesson. It was great. And then we were blessed because her mother, Mrs. Jojo Compton, talked about how to be rooted in Christ, it takes the deep roots and how that tap root goes deeper and deeper and how we are not to stop growing in the good times because we know the bad times are coming and we need to be able to withstand the storm. And it was powerful. And then that night we had Mr. Doug Dixon up there and you can see this example of he had these Legos and if I would have thought about it I should have brought them up here but uh, each one was handed a, a stack of single Legos and they had to uh, stack them up nice and tall and then the Legos were tall but there was no foundation and he talked about how if we're going to be rooted in Christ we need that foundation as well and so when the storms of life come and there's no foundation just a gust of wind can just about knock over what we've built right what we think we have going on and I say we we think we do it ourselves, you know and then he gives the first one Nothing. <laughs> the first one stuck there, as in, you haven't accepted Christ yet. Uh, the foundation could be there if you would choose to, but it's not. The second one, 
if you see right in the middle, I believe, yes, he had a few more blocks and he was able to build kind of a square foundation and he had a little bit, but it was still pretty top heavy, right? And, and so maybe not a gust of wind, but a, just a tiny little push was able to knock it over. And then Miss Sadie over there on the end, you don't see it in that picture, but she had a whole bucket of Legos and she's so good. She took her time and she made sure that she stacked every little piece strategically out of her whole bucket and made sure that her foundation was strong. And the middle one represents someone who accepted Christ, but didn't do anything with it. And the one on the end, Miss Sadie there, she had the whole bucket. And that represents not only did she accept Christ, but she did something with it. She decided to build her foundation. She decided to dig her roots deep in that. And that's exactly what I want to speak on today. See, this was good. This was powerful. While we were at Stockton, we had two more. During that last night, I think all but maybe two kids went up for prayer. A lot of a lot of chains were broken. We had a lot, of, uh, a lot of prayer time. It was really good. And I'm pretty sure uh, we had two more renewals in Christ for their uh, dedication to the Lord. And if any of those kids are in here, if your parents went to either one of these, or parents, if your kids went to either one of these two events, I would encourage you to ask them how it was. See, we need to make sure that we are feeding into them as well. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But if, they, if you had a child that went, or you know of a child, ask them. See, ask them. Be bold. Ask them, did you make a dedication? Did you make a decision for Christ? Because we are teaching your young people that we are to be bold. In this world, we are to be bold in Christ. Because if we're just wandering around, we're going to get knocked over pretty easy. We need to build our foundation strong. So the theme for this summer, and you guys can turn there, is in Colossians. Colossians 2, 6 through 7. And it'll be up on the screen, but if you have it in your Bible, and you got your Bible, if you're one that likes to highlight or, or underline or put a star, I would encourage you to do that. Because this is a good verse that you can go to and you can uh, remember and, and memorize and, and speak it over your life. Colossians 2, 6 through 7. And I'm reading out of the ESV. Therefore, as you've received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. I want to encourage you guys and who's ever watching to take a hold of this. The youth of this church is taking a hold of this. The next generation of this church body is taking a hold of this. And it's powerful. We got some kids that are some prayer warriors. We got some youth that are building their foundation and their roots deep. Because I think they know in the short time on earth, it may not be easy. And I'd say some of us have been around long enough that we know it's not always easy. But here's the good news. We have the answer. And so let's, let's dig in a little bit more. Today I'd like us to give us some example of what being rooted in Christ might look like. And so I go back to my challenge question that the Lord hit me with. Are we as proud to be a Christian as we are to be an American? And then the following statement is, do our actions show it. 
And that's what I want to dig into and kind of unpack today. And so this is going to be a good self-reflection time. Um, you can think of the ways that maybe uh, you're a good American, right? You can think about how you vote and how you follow the laws. You're a law-abiding citizen. We can think about these things that we say, yeah, I'm a good American. I'm proud of my country. I do my part. And you can just reverse that and say, what can we do to be, make sure that we're proud to be a Christian? Can we speak up? Can we be in the word? Can we be rooted? Can we build our foundation? Can we tell others? Can we show, can our actions show that? So these are the kind of things that, that are kind of going through our, our, my thoughts as we were, I, was, I was writing this. So Ephesians chapter 5. Turn with me there. We're going to read a lot of this. Ephesians chapter 5. I think there's no better way than just to read it. That way I don't mess it up. So Ephesians chapter 5. Now Ephesians chapter 4 is kind of what I wanted to talk about. Because it talks about not being a little baby. And it talks about growing up and doing your part. And I, I kind of like that. But I thought, well, maybe that might be a little bit too uh, just pushy. So we're going to chapter 5. But I encourage you to go back and read chapter 4. It's, it's all good. But it, it goes along this same kind of mindset. So we're going to start in verse 1. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to be reading out of the ESV. You guys can follow along in whatever translation you got. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be named among you as is proper among the saints let there be no filthiness or foolish talk nor crude joking which are out of place but instead let there be thanksgiving verse 5 for you may be sure of this that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous that is an idolater has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are the light in the world. Walk as children of the light. Verse 9. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says... Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best of use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand that the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk on wine. For that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, giving thanks always for, for everything to, good, to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. 
And the next part goes into uh, to husbands and wives, and that's a really good part, guys. We need to read that. We need to learn that. But we're not going to go there today. So we're going to stop right there as we dig into this a little bit. And I like verse 1 right off the bat. Can you put verse 1 back up there? 5-1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. That song, Good, Good Father... How do we get to know our good, good father? We got to dig in. We got to keep digging and we got to build that foundation so we can know what the father's will is, as it said a few verses later. And I, you guys, if you don't know, I got two boys, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And if you don't know them, wait till after the service and you'll hear some running and screaming. And I'm sure that there's a good chance it's one of my boys. But I think about them in this verse. They like to wear hats because dad likes to wear hats. They like Jeeps because dad likes Jeeps. I was a proud dad moment. We were going along. Dalton was pretty little. And he's like, uh, you know, there's a red car. There's a blue car. And he went, dad, there's a Jeep. And he knew it. He could spot a Wrangler from in the, as we're going down the highway. I was like, yeah, that's my boy, you know. And, and why? Because I push it on him, right? We, we like to ride in the Jeep with the doors off. He likes it. They're imitators of their father. So we need to be also. We need to be imitators. And if we can't see his presence, we need to dig in deeper. If we can't feel him or see him moving in our life, we need to do our part and dig in deeper. James 4, 8 says, if you draw unto me, I will draw unto you. We need to take that step and he will take that step closer to us. It's a promise. We have to do our part. If I wasn't around my boys, how would they know what to imitate? I think men might be where some of the problems in our country have gone wrong. Because our kids need to see us men being men. Our kids need to see us respecting our wives. Our kids need to see us praying. Our kids need to see us show emotion. All those that went to the men's conference, real men worship. Our kids need to see this. Our kids need to see us being in the word. Our kids need to see us leading our families Our kids need to see us being humble enough to say, I'm sorry and I was wrong. I'm still working on that one sometimes, but I know that it's on my heart, so I know I must be kind of needing to deal with that a little bit. Because our kids are watching. Are we watching our father? Are we taking heart and taking note Of our good, good father. I love that song. It fit right into this. I love it when the Holy Spirit just ties it all together. Because for a little bit I was still thinking maybe I should have went the other direction until that song came on. So thank you, Mr. Joel, for hearing from the Lord. Our good, good father. And then as we go on, as as we kind of... Take chapter 5, verses 1 through 27 or 21 apart. I like us to look at verse 14. 
For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Are we awake or are we dead? Here's the great thing. You get to decide. This point in our lives, we didn't get to decide when we were born. And we do not get to decide when we die and leave this earth. But at this point, we can choose if we're going to continue to be spiritually dead or not. And we can choose to be spiritually alive in Christ. And if you don't know what that means, I challenge you to get with me or get with somebody. Um, If you don't know, normally Pastor Ken, our senior pastor is here. He is in Carthage as they kick off this this monumental, I like that word, monumental uh, day down there. And and, uh, joining with Pastor Imbar, the side pastor down there. But if you don't know what that means to be spiritually alive, or you have found yourself today that maybe your roots were not deep and you got toppled over, but you're still here for some reason, you don't know why, well, here's why. Because it might be the day you need to be awakened. Now, don't mix up. I'm not talking about a, a, a false, uh, this ain't woke. Awaken. Jesus is Lord. He's the one that came out of that grave. He's the one that was willing to take our sins on that cross. And he's the one in his name where we get to. This is something I've been pushing on the the youth kids for a while ever since we went to the men's conference. It has not left my mind as we get to. We don't have to be here today. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to read your Bible. You don't have to get to know your good, good father, but you get to. You may. You have the opportunity, if you choose to, to take advantage of that. So we get to. We get to take a step closer to the Heavenly Father, and he says he will take a step closer to us. We get to. And I think those words are important. Proverbs says power of life and death in the tongue. We need to make sure we're saying, speaking that life. We get to. We get to be here. We have the freedom to be here today because of what people prior to us have done in this country. Thank the Lord. Amen. Yes. We are free to be here right now and we get to worship. It's a big deal. I have taken it lightly in my life, and I have asked God to forgive me for that. Let's not take it lightly. This is a right only because of those who gave it up to serve and defend this country. And today of all days, I want to make sure we remember that. And then as I keep reading here, look at verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand that what the will of the Lord is. And I highlighted this, and I wanted to make a point to it. If the days were evil back then, what do you think they are now? It's different, right? I'm not, I don't have the risk of being crucified, I don't think. I don't have the risk of of being burnt alive on the stake. I don't have that risk, I don't think. But, are the days still evil? 
Hmm. So this is for us today as well. We can put this into practice today. There is nothing that I have read. Maybe we can talk later if you have something different. But everything that I have read in this wonderful book called God's Word, His Spoken Word, is still for us today. That includes the gifts of the Spirit. That includes every promise that is in here through our Lord Jesus Christ. One thing that uh, uh, the Good Good Father song, I don't remember the exact verse, but it says, uh, deeper still, deeper still in love. In love. Part of this that I read out loud, the church is trying to be silenced because we don't want to hear about being sexually immoral. In America today, People are being silenced because they don't want to hurt people's feelings. The church today needs to stand up, be the shining light. And I challenge you with this. What is more loving? To tell someone the truth and save them? Or at least give them the opportunity to be saved? Or tell them what they want to hear and let them believe a lie? What is more loving? This is what's wrong and why we're about to leave a denomination. This is what's wrong with the church in America today. It saddens me. The men, founding fathers, were godly men. As you sang, oh beautiful, in God we trust. America was founded on these foundations. But now... They're almost non-existent. People get shamed for even bringing it up. But it was the global church, it was the rest of the world that stayed conservative. That said, no, we want to stick with what the Bible says. You Americans, you got to just figure it out. And that's sad. But it's not permanent. Because we are the generation for such a time as this that we can do something about it. And part of that starts with speaking the truth, but we got to do it in love. See, I think a lot of people might have tried, and and they might have tried to speak some truth, but if you do it in condemnation, or if you do it with hatred in your heart, and you don't do it with Christ's love, I don't think we're going to get anybody back into the light from the darkness. And so part of my, 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 the Holy Spirit just kind of jabbing me whenever I was looking up these, the pledges to the American flag and to the Bible. It's like, how come I don't know this? This is literally my career path. How come I don't know this? And I was convicted on it. I didn't feel condemned, but I was convicted on it. And so I printed them off. I'm going to have them hanging in my office for now on. Because I want those to be on my heart and on the tip of my tongue, just like the pledge to the American flag. So don't feel bad if you didn't know it. I didn't know it. I looked it up. I just happened to know we were going to do it today because I'm the one who's talking. But I want us to be people that take these seriously. I want us to be people who are able to walk in love no matter who's around, no matter who the audience is. 
I want us to have that greater love that no matter who walks in these doors, they are welcomed. I believe Oakton, I'm going to speak to Oakton, the big church, they can deal with it. But Oakton, we need to be ready. Because I believe these floodgates are about to open and there's going to be a group of people who might make us feel uncomfortable. And we need to make sure that they are sitting right next to us. And they, we need to make sure that we continue. I, you guys are doing this already. But we need to continue in making sure that people feel welcome to be in the light. Because this may be the only opportunity. This may be the last chance as they come through our doors. They say, okay, God, I heard you. And I'm giving you one more chance. And then he's challenged us to be the ones to feed and speak life into them. I believe the reason that those are coming, I don't think I have the gift of prophecy, but maybe. I think it's coming, and I think it's because Oakton's ready. And so I'm not saying it as a challenge, you better, you know, step your game up. I'm saying it as be ready because it's coming. And I'm excited for it. And God is already changing hearts and he is already putting things into motion to where we're going to have some people here that may have never heard or felt the love of Jesus before. And I'm excited that Oakton is being put in their path so that we get to show them love. We get to be the ones to walk them down that Roman road. And we get to be the ones that say, welcome. Glad you're here. Come sit by me. It's funny because I always invite people to sit by us and then I have to tell them, by the way, we sit on the front row. <laughs> and I, even to the point I thought about moving back a couple because I was like, they're not going to come if I know it's going to be on the front row. But I tell them that every time. Are we inviting people to sit by us? Have we gotten too comfortable? I want to challenge you guys with this. I got one last scripture I want us to look up. Go to Luke chapter 13 for me. Luke chapter 13, we're looking at verses 18 and 19. This is Jesus talking. If you got a Bible with red letters, it's Jesus talking. He says, Therefore, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? Verse 19. It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. And it grew and became a tree and... And the birds of the air may nest in its branches. Are we willing, first of all, to even be a mustard seed? Some of us have so much pride. I think I'm not starting that small. I've been in church my whole life. I'm not a mustard seed. If that's you today, I'm not calling you out. But listen to what Jesus is saying we got to be willing to be planted 
And we got to be willing to grow those roots in order to be the tree that he's called us to be. And there's a lot of my walk in my early years that I had so much pride that I wasn't even willing to be planted. And it was shown because I thought I had this big tree with no roots. And whenever life happened, I went of the world. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I actually had to realize I had no foundation. I don't want that for anybody in here. If that's been you, today's the day. If, that's, if you've had your roots growing, I challenge you to let them keep growing. One thing we learned about is talking about being rooted is our roots never stop. Roots will continue to grow even whenever it doesn't seem like the tree is growing. Let our roots continue to dig deep. And that way when storms alive come, just like those Legos that we saw, we're not being toppled over. Our roots are deep. They can withstand the storm. I love those pictures, you know, those inspirational pictures that you see of, uh, you know, a tree that got blown over and then all of a sudden it's still growing up. You know, those are, those are great examples that they're still alive. Maybe you've been toppled over today. Maybe some of us have kind of been through, maybe we're in a storm right now and you're thinking, you don't know me. Guy, you don't know what I've been through or what I'm going through and I don't. Don't know what anybody walked in here with, but I know the answer. Jesus says we need to be willing to be a seed that is planted and let him grow us. And now I do know a lot of you guys in here today, and I know a lot of you guys I respect and I look up to, and I know a lot of you guys have your roots deep. And so I want to encourage you guys to continue to reach for that nourishment, continue to be in his word, never get stagnant. Continue to dig deep and let him teach us as the good, good father. Get to know our father in heaven. Through his word, through his Holy Spirit. All the above would be a good idea. If I could get the praise team to go ahead and come on up. You don't have to turn there, but in closing... Psalms 139, 23, and 24. You hear a lot of Psalms 139 quoted a lot. You know, knit together. Uh, you know, you, you hear a lot of it. But I really like these two verses, 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any grievous way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Can you do that today? Can you speak that? Can you say it with me and say, search me, O God. Know my heart. Search me, O God. It's hard and easy at the same time. Because it's hard if we got pride. It's hard if we think we've already made it. It's hard if we think we're a tree that's standing plenty tall and we're good. It's hard to say, search me, O God. But it's easy for those that receive this today. It's easy for those of us that have been humbled and know, I need Jesus even when life is good. I need Jesus. Gotta have him. 
got to have him. I know it's been a rough week for some. But I also know that the roots are deep. The roots are deep. And so when the storm is here, we will withstand the storm. So if you're with me, and maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe this whole message was for me. I'm okay. I can accept that. I'm okay with that because I needed this. But if it's for you too, and there was something that, that, that the Holy Spirit just kind of gave you a check in the spirit today, I challenge you not to ignore it because here's what happens. This is my experience. You ignore it today. God is faithful. He'll reach out again, right? He's loving. If you ignore it, ignore it again, and you ignore it again, and you ignore it again, and ignore, ignore it again, eventually the check in the spirit is so soft that you don't even notice it, and you're living a life that doesn't feel wrong, but it's not what the Bible says. And it falls right into what we read about of the sexually immoral or those that are in darkness. And they don't even realize it's wrong. We don't even realize it's wrong when we're there until the Holy Spirit checks us again. And if that's you today, you can do it in your seats. I don't have to have an altar call. You can do it in your seats. It's not for me. It's not for anybody to see. But if you're bold and you're bold enough and you're ready to step out, I invite you to these altars. You get to. You get the opportunity. You may. You have the freedom to express and come before the Lord. And you get to grow and be right with him today. I'm going to pray. We're going to sing. And this is just a time for us. We got plenty of time. And we can take this time to grow in the Lord if we choose to. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your presence is here right now. I ask that you help us to be able to hear your voice. Help us to get rid of those distractions. Help us to be able to to focus on you as, as we take this time to worship you a little bit more this morning. I thank you for what you have done in the history of this country so that we can be here and have the freedom without worry of persecution so that we can worship you. Help us not take it for granted. Help us not be able to uh, put blinders on to what's going on in America. Help us to be bold. Holy Spirit, I ask that you search our heart, oh God. Let us know your presence. Let us be able to feel your presence right now in this time. I praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you guys would